Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 336 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your faithfulness to us. May we find the message you have for us today in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We start the Gospel of John for the last time today. The book is different from the other three Gospels. There are no parables in this Gospel. John doesn't list all the miracles the other Gospels do either. But this profound book is often used to guide people to Christ. The word believe, as in believing in Christ, is used 98 times in this book. So let's expect our hearts to grow in belief as we reread this book. Let's see what John writes about in the first chapter. He writes about the beginning of time when Christ was the word and he was present with God. John refers to Jesus as life and the light of men, which the darkness will never overtake. John the Baptist was born and was sent to witness the light so people would believe in Jesus. His people did not receive him. However, verse 12 says, To as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, power, privilege, right to become the children of God, that is, to those who believe and adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. We are blessed to become the children of God and can praise Jesus today for his sacrifice to make it so. In addition, verse 16 says that because of Jesus, we receive one grace after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even more favor upon favor and gift heaped upon gift. May we be thankful today for abundant grace, spiritual blessing, favor, and gifts. Much of the chapter is about those who discover who Jesus was. Simon's brother Andrew heard John and immediately started following Jesus. Then he went to find Simon and brought him to Jesus, who renamed him Peter, which is translated to mean stone. Philip was the next disciple to be called, and he went and found Nathanael to tell him about Jesus. Nathanael was less than impressed until he met Jesus, and Jesus talked to him. That's the way it is now. When we receive a word from the Lord, we are forever changed. Let's see what John writes about today in Revelation 16. We read about the seven angels pouring out God's wrath in each of the seven bowls they hold. The first bowl poured out sores on those marked with the stamp of the beast. The second angel turned the sea into blood and all the creatures died. The third angel turned the rivers and springs into blood. And then we read about the angel of the waters saying, Righteous, just are you in these your decisions and judgments, you who are and were, O Holy One. Those who killed the saints and spilled their blood now had to drink, and they would swallow death. The fourth angel turned the sun to scorching hot, which burned the people, yet they still didn't repent or feel regret for their sins. The fifth angel made the beast and his kingdom plunge into darkness and torment. They still did not repent. The sixth angel dried up the Euphrates. The Euphrates had been a barrier from the east to the west, the east meaning Japan and China, as well as other places. With the river dried up, all the countries could unite. Kings will come from all over to unite with one another against God. The seventh angel emptied his bowl into the air, and God said, It is done. It is all over. It is all accomplished. It has come. Isaiah 66, 6 is referenced here. Hark, an uproar from the city, a voice from the temple, the voice of the Lord rendering recompense to his enemies. One day God will pass his judgment on the world, and it will be finished. We can be thankful that the blood of Jesus saves us. We can also pray that God keeps us and strengthens us to withstand and hold fast to our faith until the end. 
Let's see what Daniel's vision is in chapters 11 and 12. These chapters' visions continue from yesterday's vision. The angel tells Daniel about all the leaders that will arise before Jesus comes. This conversation goes to verse 36. His vision proves that the prophetic word from God is right, true, and just. All the things Daniel was told came to pass. In verse 36, the angel starts talking about the end times and all that is to come. A leader will rise and speak against Almighty God. He will honor and rely on the military and money. When you see the word fortresses, you can replace it with the word military. Many leaders will gather together against this nation. We will know this happens when the nation goes against the Jewish nation. I've read an excellent commentary about the history and the predictions written in this chapter. I'll post a link in the show notes of the episode. In chapter 12, the angel Michael will rise and fight for God's people. Verse 1 says, There shall be a time of trouble, straightness, and distress such as never was. Jesus foretold this same thing. Daniel was told that those who had already died will be raised from the dead and given everlasting life. The wicked will be given eternal darkness. Then Daniel was told to seal up the book until the end time. Daniel looked up, and there were two angels, one on either side of the water. One asked, how long? And the other said, three and a half years. We've just read about this in Revelation. Daniel's vision is much like John's vision. We see his perfection throughout the Old and New Testaments. Verse 8 tells us that Daniel didn't understand everything he was shown. We can be reassured that even the one to whom the vision was told couldn't ascertain its complete meaning. We don't understand it all either, but we can be assured that the Lord's plans will come to pass. Daniel was told to seal the book again. Let us not become overwhelmed or confused by all of this, but know that God has called us to know him and his son saves us. Last, verse 10 tells us that many will purify themselves and be refined by God. Those people will have wisdom and understanding more than the wicked. May we be the people who continue to seek the Lord and allow him to change us into the people he desires us to be. Let's see what wisdom Solomon writes about in Proverbs 5. Again, he addresses godly wisdom and encourages the reader to listen to him so that we will have discretion and knowledge and speak wisely. Verses 3 through 14 can be taken literally or figuratively. Taken literally, allowing someone with loose morals to lead someone into sin causes great emotional distress. God made us with a conscience to help guide us through this life. When we go against what we know is right, it may seem good for a moment, but then grips us after the act. If we look at these verses figuratively, we can see that any temptation to wrongdoing and sin is much the same. It seems exciting at first, but is distressing in the end. Both ways of considering these verses teach us that sin is a slippery slope and leads the way to death. And the warnings continue. No good thing comes from sin. As Jesus teaches us, let us pray against temptation. As always, there are biblical references throughout this chapter that shed more light on these passages. As you remember, the Israelites in the Old Testament were enticed by other nations to take on some of their customs and worship their gods. They also started relying on other nations to protect them instead of relying on God. The Lord warned them against this, but they became increasingly dependent on those nations. Because of their actions, they faced tremendous judgment and ultimately the 70-year exile in Babylon, not to mention all the famine and death that occurred. The Lord often used an allegory of immorality to explain their actions. When we read Proverbs 5 through this lens as well, we are reminded to give our whole hearts to God and keep our eyes on Him instead of rely on the world. The world cannot satisfy our needs. Only God can.
The rest of the chapter is directed specifically to infidelity and ensuring that we do not walk in those ways, but be satisfied with our marriage partners. Again, let us pray for God's strength and for God to help us find the wonder and beauty in our relationships that he has ordained. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for sending your son to save us from our sins. Thank you for your word that continues to teach us about walking in your ways. Help us lean into you for everything we need. May our hearts and minds be turned forever to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.